Hi, Sarah Rose here. I had just an amazing conversation with Sergio. He has been a lifelong IDA member and has been part and instrumental in a lot of the growth within the IDA organization. He shares his journey, his career, and what IDA means to him. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. My name is Sergio Lozano. I'm the Senior Director of Scoreboard Video Operations here at the United Center. I've been a member of the IDEA organization since 1991. Crazy, 1991. Which conference was that? My very first conference was in Dallas. Oh, in Dallas. Uh, Okay. Interesting. I know a lot of people that I've been visiting with are saying it was Tampa or Buffalo. So Dallas was before, I think Dallas had to be before Tampa and Buffalo then, right? Yeah, I remember that was 1991. At that time, I was working full time for the White Sox at that time as a kind of the producer editor. And I'm and Jeff Chanel, who's um, also in the Hall of Fame, was kind of my mentor, my boss during that time. And he was kind of introduced me to the the conference organization and, um, you know, asked me if I wanted to go. And I remember I remember that conference pretty vividly because I got to meet um some pretty key people that that I think uh, resonated with me at that time. And even to this day, uh, I had the opportunity to meet uh, Rod Murray, who at that time, I think, worked for the California Angels, also Hall of Fame member. Uh, you know, I got to meet John Franzone, uh, Paul from Montreal at that time, Karen Johnson, Paul Darst, mm-hmm. uh, just some really key people who played a big role in uh, informing and, and what ideas today. Also got to meet Kevin Martinez from the Seattle Mariners, a very good friend of mine. And uh, it was interesting, that conference for me, because I, I didn't know what to expect. And uh, and I remember being uh, uh, just intrigued by all of it and what it had to offer. And at that time, I was pretty young then. At that time, I was nine, 22, I think, maybe during that mm-hmm. first conference. And it was it was kind of interesting. I, I thought I was going to run into a lot of people kind of my age. And, and it was yeah. interesting because I, I necessarily didn't run into people my age. I just ran into a lot of maybe a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think the other thing that that struck me also was um, I just felt like uh, I felt like there wasn't a lot of at that moment. I didn't notice uh, just a lot of women in, in the organization. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's been pretty impressive uh, in these last 30 years, how much that has grown immensely and, and kind of being able to see kind of the growth and development of that, which is obviously uh, a very important. Yeah, it was interesting. I talked to Karen Johnson today and that was a fascinating conversation. She was like a pioneer in content specifically for like our when we would used to call them you know our light bulb displays and she she and I were talking about women in the organization and it was just her and Liz and I said Karen you need to come to a conference because I am waiting in line to go to the bathroom that's unheard of that's my measuring stick it's like normally like years past you were it was really easy to get in and out of the bathroom the women's bathroom but now there's so many women there I'm waiting in line it's just incredible the women and the skills and the knowledge and the conversations we're having around um amazing things at IDA because of that yeah, absolutely I remember Karen uh uh very dearly she did a lot of work for us here at the White Sox I remember all the the, the black and white animations that they yeah. used to do. I mean, they used to draw them out and then capture them one frame at a time with the camera. And then we'd get them into our, 
our old white waste systems yeah. and formed the, the animation. And then when I came over here in the United Center, you know, she did a lot of the the color ones for us because we had the video board then. Um, and uh, just really a pioneer. I mean, she, her and even Denise, too, there, right? What uh, kind of she helped her out there a little bit there, too, out of racing. And, um, it, you know, really funny. I, I remember they would always send us uh, uh, one of their famous kind of uh, Danish crumbles from Racine, Wisconsin, <laughs> every oh. year for us that, that me and Jeff would always enjoy uh, eating uh, over coffee <laughs> when, uh, when we would get those. But um, but yeah, that, that first conference was pretty, I, I remember a lot about that. I remember uh, going to, you know, the arenas and, and just what happened, uh, you know, in the meetings. And, and it's very interesting how just things have evolved and changed from from now until then, and it's all evolved, and obviously it's gotten all, you know, for for the better. Obviously, everything mm -hmm. that we're doing and just just how things evolve like that. But but I've got some pretty fond memories of that. I think, uh, and I'm really happy to say that there's still people that I keep in touch with from that first conference, and that are still part of the organization. Yes, yeah, for sure. So when you start, so talk. Let's go to your career. Can you walk me through? What was your first job in the industry? Uh, you know, it was it was that White Sox job, really. Okay. I started so in in high school. I got introduced to our uh, our television program through a friend, who just one time at lunch just mentioned, you know, there's this pretty neat you know television studio class you should think about taking, and that was my freshman year, and I wound up taking it my sophomore year, and and uh, and it became my passion. It became like something that, I, that this is really what I wanted to do, and. From there, I just went to a local college that was here in Chicago, Columbia College, that kind of had a, a program in that. Had a couple internships uh, from there, kind of city of Chicago, the, one of the cable stations. And then I in, interned also for our, a March and Greco, one of our sports anchors here. Uh, and I did that. And then right out of college, I, I got hired uh, for the White Sox full time. And uh, who hired me was uh, Jeff Chanel, who was my boss there at the White Sox. And he also was one of my instructors in high school in my TV studio class. Oh, my so he, goodness. Yeah, he obviously, you know, he saw he saw the work ethic I had, uh, the passion I had. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that goes a long way. What I always tell a lot of my people, or a lot of the interns that have been here. I mean, people people are going to notice good work and your passion, your dedication. It just maybe takes some time. But, but people do notice those things. And I think that, you know, Jeff being there and seeing what I did and, and him just hiring me, you know, for the White Sox, uh, you know, I, I owe a lot to him, but, but I'm a big advocate about uh, people will notice good work, good effort, uh, responsibility, people who are reliable and things like that. And, and I think that goes a long way. Uh, from there, I, uh, I, you know, they started building the United Center over here and, uh, you know, I knew they were going to need someone and I just kept asking about it. Uh, our, our senior vice president of operations over at the White Sox was also uh, going to be our senior vice president of operations here at the United Center was in charge of building the facility. And um, and then, you know, he just, you know, it's a funny story because I've got, um, I got offered a job for the Cleveland Indians and they flew me out there. They were building a new stadium. Yeah. And so I, I went out there and they offered me the job. And uh, as soon as I came back, uh, you know, Terry caught wind that uh, I flew out there for the interview and, and he offered me the job at the United Center that, that oh. same day. <laughs> That same day I flew back. It was really funny. I remember coming back and he called me in his office. It was after work. It was like six or seven, I remember. And uh, he just offered me the job. So it was it was oh, funny. It worked out well. <laughs> it sure did. And I've been here ever since. So this is our 30th yeah. season, uh, wow. my 30th season that I've been here. So uh, and it's been a pretty memorable and enjoyable ride for me. 
So maybe a question for you, this, your career, and I'll bring it up. You talked about um, growth and development and women in the industry. So tell me a little bit about how do you, how do you bring diversity into your team? So you're doing a lot of the hiring, making the decisions today. How do you think about growing and developing leaders? I know Susan was on our podcast and she's a tremendous leader and has done amazing things with you. Any Anything you give people advice to say, I'd like to have a more diverse team. I'd like to bring more people in from diverse backgrounds, diverse thoughts, diverse characteristics. Advice on that. Yeah, that that's a that's a good and difficult question because <laughs> I mean, I, ultimately, I I'm you know I I make all the hiring decisions, right? So mm-hmm. so what am I looking for? I'm looking for a lot, right? I think you're looking for diversity is definitely a key for mm-hmm. me. Uh, you know, I, I come from a background. My parents were born in Mexico, and and so so I, I like to surround myself with with all kinds of individuals, but. But first and foremost, I want to surround myself with people who are cut of the same cloth as me, right? That have mm-hmm. the same work, that they have the same work ethic, that have the same passion. And I can see that in individuals. I can see mm-hmm. that uh, when in some of my interns, I can see that, you know, I, I taught for a couple of years at our at our college over here. And I, I was able to see see that in students right away. Mm-hmm. And, and I think mm-hmm. so I, I want to surround myself with that type of a work ethic and that type of responsibility mm-hmm. of those individuals. and. At the same time, though, it is difficult because you do want to have a pretty diverse staff. And I, I, for me, I think it's very important for me. And, you know, when I like ran into Susan, you know, she was one of my interns and, you know, I kind of saw all that. And then mm-hmm. later on, later on, you know, Lena as well. And I saw her mm-hmm. the same qualities that she had. And, you know, it was just like a no brainer for me to just, you know, try and get them on here full time. Uh, but ultimately, I am in control of that hiring process. So I think it, you know, a lot of that involves making that extra effort of just waiting a little bit longer or just even looking for more individuals out there, especially now that it's plays such a big role, the diversity of, of, of trying to surround yourself with, with your staff. And maybe back then, maybe it wasn't so much, but for me, it was always important. I mean, yeah. I didn't care. You know, Susan was here. I was just like, she's, I need to hire her right away. Right. So, and, Right. You know, and that was 25 years ago. I didn't care that she was a woman or, or whatever. And none of that really yeah. mattered to me. I, I I want people that are made up of the way I'm made up. And and because when you surround yourself with people as yourself, good things are going to happen. Uh, but so it is to, to I don't know if I necessarily answered your, your question directly, but but I yeah. think the position I'm in, I think we are we need to be responsible and try and make that extra effort to try and get, you know, more diversity in, in, in what you can here and now. And, and I'm able to, and I try yeah. to. Well, and you must create an environment, obviously, <laughs> excuse me, obviously Susan's been there for, she's over 20 years too. You must create an environment that makes people feel like they're wanted, they're belong, they belong, and they're valued part of the team. Do you have other people on your team that you have been with you as long as Susan or they're, they're tenured there that I continue to work for you. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll start with right after Susan. I think Susan, this is her 26th year or something mm-hmm. along those lines, which is just really remarkable. You know, we've got a special, you know, relationship bond and, and, uh, and, you know, I'll follow up with Lena. Lena's been here. I think this is her 14th year now right. too. So, I mean, and I feel the same way about her, you know, we do, uh, you know, we, we the three of us kind of really run things and, and we handle things and, and we make things happen. And they're both cut of the the same cloth I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my other uh, um, 
my other graphic guys, one of them has been here for 10 years, another has been here for seven, uh, and another one's been here for uh, six. Uh, yeah. I've had and some Long of my part in this industry. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. And, and a lot of my part time staff, I, I've got a handful of, uh, you know, I've got a collection of like 40 freelancers. And I'd say about 10 of them have been with me since year one. So they've been here with like 30 years with me. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, I must be doing something right. I think we're doing mm-hmm. something right. My staff is doing something right. You you try. I think it's real important to try and create a, an atmosphere where everyone's uh, I think what, what we do really well is we try and create a, a family kind of atmosphere yeah. and, and a vibe here to make everyone feel comfortable and, and understand it's not always all about work. I think you got to care about what people are going through and, and, and their home life and, and kind of, you know, it's easy to get caught up and just be like this robot and just be all right. about work. But but every now and then you got to just kind of, you know, get yourself out of that and, and create something where you're, you're caring about the people here as well and treating them with with respect and and making everyone understand that they're you know they're in a, such an important part of the of the team. I may be the leader, but but mm-hmm. I need my I need my team uh, to kind of you know make sure they're doing what they're doing and, and execute what we're doing. It doesn't work with just me, right? It works with everyone, and I think that there's no I in team. So I'm a big right. believer in that, and I think we do what we can. I think my my full time staff understands what I'm trying to accomplish, and, and they kind of feel that same way. So so they play important roles in in when the staff gets in here and, and just having just regular conversations with them. Obviously, explaining the importance of, of what has to happen during the game, but then you know also just asking them how things are going on at home and and, and what's going on and things like that. And I, I think that's that's an important aspect of of having a good environment for everyone. So it's not necessarily just all about work, right? And it's hard work because you're working not necessarily an eight to five, right? You're asking people to step away from personal commitments, family commitments at times. And so having an environment that they walk into where they feel supported, they feel encouraged, they feel comfortable is is a critical in this in this line of work, in any line of work, but especially in this line of work. Absolutely. I mean, you know, my wife jokes, you know, she says, you know, how you're uh your work wives doing and Susan and Lena. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's an environment where, where they're, they're my family, right? I spend a lot of time yeah. here. I spend a lot of time with Susan and Lena and my other full-time people and my part-time staff. And uh, you know, we go through our, our, you know, naturally you're going to go through your ups and downs, but, but overall, you know, we, we mm-hmm. try and create a, a good environment for everyone. And, uh, and we care about each other very dearly, I think uh, yeah. is important and that plays a long way. And, uh, and I think it's important just to allow people to do, you know, to do their jobs. You know, I think that, you know, I'm not, I, I need, you know, I think that's part of the creative process of like everyone's creative, everyone's got a talent and, uh, you know, you should, everyone should be able to just accomplish that and, and do that without any restraints. Yeah, give give people when you find what their strengths and their their abilities are, let them let them run with that, right? And give them not holding them back or not restraining that. I love it. Absolutely. Okay. Qu- question for you. So, people are going to listen to this who are maybe new to the organization, maybe new starting out in their career. What is advice you would give to someone who sees you and says, "That's who I want to be someday." Well, for me, I, the, I, I'm a big believer in people are going to notice notice you if you're if you have that passion, if you're dedicated, if you're reliable, or you're responsible. You know, I, I I've noticed that, and I, I know other people have noticed that. To me, that's a very key component to just to be, and also to be just confidence, 
you know, have confidence in yourself, knowing uh, knowing that something good is going to happen to you, especially if you're putting in the effort or work. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I truly just, I truly believe that. I, I mean, I, I saw it in myself. I see it in the people that I hired and I brought myself. Uh, and and not to be so shy about things. I mean, it, it is a, a, a an industry where where you're surrounded with people and uh, you're going to meet a lot of people. And not saying you have to be very social. Uh, because I, I'm kind of quiet. I remember my first early idea conferences. I was pretty shy mm-hmm. and quiet with a lot of things. But, but I, I knew, you know, I was confident in my ability and confident in what I wanted to do and, and what I wanted to learn and 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 what I wanted to see and uh, and and things like that. And uh, so I, I think that would be a lot of my advice is to really get yourself out there. I'm a big advocate if you're in school right now of of getting out there and and, and internships and, and doing you know, doing work, because you're going to meet people in other, in, in other industries that you may not know, you may want to be there. But more importantly, they're going to notice you if you are that individual who, who, who is that hardworking, that passionate about what they're doing, people are going to notice that, right? And everyone right. just needs that that door to be open a little bit. And And as long as you have that, you know, it's not going to happen in the snap of the finger where someone's going to notice you. But but over time, people will notice that. And then ultimately, it, it is going to lead to something, especially if you're passionate about, you know, the, the industry or the field that you want to get into. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's what you're recognizing, right? You're saying I'm seeing I was able to see things when I was teaching with some of the students. And I recognize that that passion and that willingness to work hard for what you want. And those were the characteristics that really helped you to recognize this might, person might fit on my team. Absolutely. They may not know, like, give me those traits. I will mm-hmm. hire someone with those traits and I will teach him how to run something or I'll teach him how to do things. Obviously there's some things like, you know, motion graphics and stuff like that, 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 that are at another level. But, but, you know, I, I can teach a lot of things as long as you have those traits, because I think if you have those traits, you're going to be able to accomplish anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Let me see. So as we conclude, maybe what advice would you give someone uh, in terms of what to do at a conference? You're you're going to your first idea conference. Maybe you've gone to a couple. You're trying to figure it into the groove. What advice would you give them? So for me, I, I remember those early conferences very well, because what I what I really wanted to see for me, first and foremost, was besides meeting the people was I enjoyed the the work, right? I enjoyed watching what others were working on. So that's why I like the GMA so much. So mm-hmm. I remember those I remember those early yeah. conferences. We were getting VHS tapes of the work. And I really looked forward to that because it kind of it kind of, you know, I, I wanted to see what other people were doing. It was hard for me to go to see the other, you know, other stadiums right. or other yeah. arenas at that moment. So I wanted to make sure what what I was doing or what we were doing was, you know, comparable to what other teams are doing. So I really enjoyed watching all the work before the conference. And I remember uh, going to the those early conferences and, and even now, you know, singling those people out and just being like, hey, man, that that one video or that intro or that tribute, that was really spot on. That was so good. And I enjoyed that aspect of it. Uh, that conversation uh, after seeing the work, uh, I think is very important. Uh, and I always looked forward to that. Uh, I look forward to meeting new people. Uh, right. The growth of the conference has been unbelievable since 91 and now uh, from everything that we do. I mean, just really how the conference was laid out and how our seminars and sessions are. I mean, they've done a complete 
you know, 360 from that, that right. first conference to what we do now. But but there are so many individuals. And I think, you know, going in there, I think it's important to do a little homework and mm-hmm. and and see what what people are doing, because uh, I think that's important. Then it, it kind of is a is a jumping you know springboard to kind of some conversations about because ultimately it's all about a lot of it's about the work right i mean we're right. we're, we're showing a lot of what we're doing and yeah there's the technology and the gear and, and all that stuff and and how you do this and and this is how i'm doing is there do you have an idea of doing it better you know the, the whole you you can't put aside the whole networking aspect of it, which is extremely beneficial. But for me, it's all about, this is how I do it. This is what I'm doing. What are you doing? You know, let me see right. if, if I can do it better or or if there's something else that I can do that will be more efficient for me. Right. And that's a good point. Getting in on the first round judging, you see a lot of things ahead of the conference and that can springboard conversations as you get into the conference. I, I love it. I've been doing it since day one and to uh-huh. this day, to this day, we're still part of it. And it's, I really enjoy it so much because, and more importantly, like I want to make sure the work we're doing is still competitive and comparable to everyone else. Right. And, yeah. uh, and, and this kind of, when I see all this, it kind of tells me like, okay, we're still doing good here. You know, I'm not that old. We're all, <laughs> like, all, all our work is not, is is looking dated. Not so it, no, it, it makes me feel a little bit good that, that we're still out there competing very, very well and doing quality uh, and quantity uh, type of work. Yes, great. Well, thank you. This has been so much fun to catch up, to visit with you. I'm sure that through this podcast, people are going to hear a little bit about your career, your journey, and they're going to be inspired. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I, I can add a couple more. I remember one of your questions yeah. was the, uh, you know, one, uh, I remember in my first conference, I, 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 you know, I, I truly believe our the birth of the the karaoke happened at that <laughs> one of the one of the first conferences I went to. I remember going to an event uh, with I Karen Johnson was there. I think Jeff Chanel, Paul Darst mm-hmm. uh, was with us. Uh, Paul Shubin also. I think Rod Murray. And uh, I, I truly believe one of the in my first conference was the birth of our, our the tradition the tradition of the karaoke that we have at the Idea Conference. I, I remember going mm-hmm. to an event with um, Karen Johnson, Paul Dars, Paul Shubin, Rod Murray, Jeff Chanel, and, uh, and and Charles Steinberg at that time, I think worked for the the Baltimore Orioles and uh, on another Hall of Famer. And uh, uh, there was, um, we're having uh, some drinks and, and some food at, at, a, at a location and there was a live band playing. And he just got up on stage and asked the band yeah. if he can sing a song. And he sang Twist and Shout. It was oh, a no. great, yeah, it was a great moment. And I, I, I got to believe that was a springboard for uh, the karaoke to, to kind of continue uh. with the idea conference. But uh, I've, I mean, we've had some really memorable outings. I remember going to uh, uh, Tijuana when the conference was uh, oh, the first yeah. time we were in San Diego. That was pretty memorable. All the times we got to uh, be on the baseball fields and take batting practice were, yeah. were really, really cool moments. Uh, you know, kind of things that the normal person doesn't get to do. I remember being uh, playing like broom hockey in Anaheim uh, for one of the outings. I thought that was pretty remember memorable. Somebody got hurt. We didn't. We stopped that after that. Remember, we, wasn't there a period there, two? There was. I remember that did happen. Um, <laughs> and I remember the 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 slow ride uh, bike ride in Detroit. That was oh, really. Yeah. I really enjoyed that going through the neighborhoods. I thought that was pretty uh, pretty memorable. Uh, 
you know the the race at the at the Indianapolis getting the the pace cars I was was very uh was very oh, neat yeah. as well yeah. uh but but yeah uh th- those are some of my uh memorable I remember going skiing in Utah actually also uh going with Jeff Chanel we went there I remember going to skiing I think on that we got there early at the conference maybe on Saturday or Sunday we went skiing and I also went on one of the I went night skiing by myself one time also at that Utah oh conference. So, but those are yeah, some memorable moments. See things you don't know, you will never, you'll never get to see as just a spectator or just someone attending an, an event for sure. And yeah. I think, and for me, you know, what I enjoy about the organization and the conference are all the, just the, the great people I, I meet and, and still have these friendships and relationships with, you know, Ed from the heat Schindler, you know, Diana, uh, Rod, Franzone, Aaron Buckles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember Aaron. I remember going to the conference and seeing, seeing all the Ohio State stuff at the, the 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 entries we would get, and I'm like, man, these guys are like unbelievable. They're so good. And I remember them at the conference, and I remember, I remember John Franzone had the foresight. He actually hired them to do some work while they were still in college. But, but you know, I you know, I, I just single those guys out. I mean, you talk about a, a group of a guys that just you know, had the foresight to like, you know, try and form a company after that. And they're still in business to this day, yeah. uh, which is kind of pretty impressive. Uh, but, but overall, you know, a lot of the friendship, a lot of the people, individuals I get to meet throughout the years and now uh, is something that I look forward to going to the conference every year. Yes, for sure. For sure. Those are great memories. It's just incredible, the evolution and how one stacks up right after another, all the memories and the support you get. I know for myself, I've gone through different things throughout my life. And it's crazy to me that I get such tremendous support and outcrying from our from from the IDA organization and all the friends I've met there. And that's really a testament to the fact that this conference and this organization is more than just a business, right? It's really brings people together. It absolutely does. I mean, it's more than just a, a business and something just to go to every year. Yeah. I think it's amazing how many people look forward to it and and just, you know, the joy it brings everyone, whether from from everyone involved, whatever it is you're doing, whether you're a vendor or you're, you work for a team, it really doesn't matter. I think the, the friendships, yeah. the relationships that are there, are, you know, they're, they're lifelong. Yep. And you can get involved. That's the other part that I like about IDEA is no matter where you're at, you can get involved and help the organization. You don't need to have have been there 20 years, been there two years. You can at from the moment you start, there's committees to get involved in. And there's so many ways that you can help the organization to grow. The opportunity is there. Yep. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to meet today. I greatly appreciate it. And it was just a wonderful conversation. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us on the IDEA podcast. To learn more about IDEA, go to www.idaontheweb.org. Stay tuned to our next episodes as we learn more about many of the IDEA members and how their careers have been shaped as being part of the IDEA organization.